0: And Welcome into Eleven Personnel. Nick Rouch here with Adam Luckett. Back on the road, out and about, podcasting in person. This feels weird, Luckett. Feel, uh, that
1: kind of feels normal. Yeah, we're just, uh, getting out of the getting out of the house and getting some work done.
0: Man, getting out of the house, it feels it feels great. We were out in my neighborhood, so we stopped by Beachmont Barbershop. My buddy's got his own place here, real nice. So if you need a haircut, Beachmont Barbershop. Dot com uh, free plug for letting us hang out in the waiting room real comfy chairs so uh, if you hear anything in the background hopefully it's not anybody screaming from getting sliced open I doubt that'll be the case just vacuums. do we can we get straight shaves here Nick no oh, oh yeah that's yeah. Uh, I got one for my wedding feels very weird to get like the full face mm-hmm. you know I've been considering doing it maybe I'll make it, maybe I'll make a stop in here to get it done I usually do the neck actually uh, it's funny I'm a bald man and I'm a model from one of his haircuts here. He calls it the South End Burr. Because <laughs> it's just me. You, you should have
1: had Nil. You got a name, image, oh, likeness man. going on.
0: Man, name, image, likeness, Nil. That's all anybody's been talking about the first week since July 1st. And luck it, we haven't seen anybody big cash in yet for Kentucky. I think because there was so much uncertainty that a lot of, I, I think a lot of the deals. You know, the, the wheels are turning, but they haven't necessarily inked a lot of deals and made it happen kind of thing.
1: Uh, toe in the water so far. No one's really jumping in mm-hmm. as of yet, except down in Miami.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The U, they're so back. Yes. They're so back. Um, and you got to give the U credit for being the U. I love it. I, I, I'm happy that of all the schools to just go all in, that they are the first one because with it, and it wasn't just D'Erik King, too. But Eric King was smart. He was on the forefront of all of this. He had a bunch of deals set in stone. Uh, you know, he signed in autographs at the wharf. He was doing a lot early on. The thing that surprised me is the guy who's behind Bring Back the U, which, look, at that dude, he looks like such a booster.
1: Yeah. I, I was hoping it was Nevin Shapiro when I first heard it. Yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> Nevin back. Let's Let's run this back. Let's do it again.
0: Uh, but no, this guy is a little bit different. He owns a bunch of gyms, a bunch of MMA gyms, which, like, Miami football sponsoring MMA gyms. You know, top perfect, branding. Hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Might as well have a tanning salon next. <laughs> <laughs> but they're offering to just a blanket endorsement deal to every scholarship football players. They said 90, I thought it was 85. Well, you got the super seniors, so you can go over the 85 ah, this year. Ah, gotcha. So that's where the extra five are. So, and Deer King's one of them. But uh, 500 bucks a month, so six grand a year. That's a nice starting. Like, dude, six grand a year is a good high school job, right? Like, you know, part time, kind of. That's pretty decent a few money. 200 a month, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's extra money in your pocket. Um, but, like, the thing is, is, that's a fun headline. But this really could be something big where. These marketing firms and these boosters set up, essentially they recruit businesses to join and then they just give it to all the players. I, I, I really think that within the first week, they've already found the ultimate nil loophole. Yeah,
1: I think this is a lot of this period in time we're in right now is people trying to find the loopholes, trying to find out what works best. Um, a couple of things have been my favorite earlier. If you've got a barbecue restaurant who's kind of a sponsor – signed to deal with the entire Arkansas offensive line.
0: I, I saw there was a barbecue place here in Louisville that's uh, having the offensive line or some of the offensive linemen for U out to their place for an eat off or something. See that that's perfect. That's what I'm here for. That's more my wheelhouse. But yeah,
1: Derek King I think was the first big athlete um, to really cash in on something. We're seeing the big quarterbacks sign with agents mm-hmm. pretty much. Spencer Rattler, DJU. Uh, oh, I like another, that. He's just DJU, yeah. so you don't have to say
0: Uagolale. Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
1: Uagolale, <laughs> L.A. But yeah, DJU and Spencer Rattler have signed with sports
0: agents, so we, that's you had uh, the the thing that King started with. Um, who's the UCF kid, Mackenzie Milton? Yeah, they they have uh, home field or no? That's different. That's something that's it's apparel. Uh, another company right. that's like uh, essentially, hey, come with us, and you can pay us to. Uh, for appearances, stuff like that. And Matt Corral, a lot of the Matt Corral was like, huh, I'm not getting out of the house for nothing short of in, ten grand."
1: And the T-shirt company that Dante Allen signed with, I can't think of its name right now, Clemson wide receiver Justin Ross also signed oh, with that. Man, I forgot about Justin Ross. Mm-hmm. He's a really good football player. He has to – he's got like a spine type thing, injury. Oh. He hasn't
0: been cleared fully yet from the professionals, but they expect that to happen. Man, the spinal injury, not something you want to mess with. But you know what? Uh, we said the same thing about uh, the Tennessee lineman who had the blood clots in his lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. Trey Smith. There we go, Trey Smith. And, hell, he came back and I uh, think he was a uh, day two pick in the draft this year? Or was he a day three guy?
1: He slid in the draft. I think he ended up
0: on day three. But either way, was able to come back, play football, and get drafted. So, uh, shout out to that guy for making it work. But I, 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 was, I was hoping for more of an avalanche right away. But I think for the most part, what we're seeing, and this is what a lot of the critics didn't get, is like, oh, they're just going to be making all sorts of money. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to turn. Tur- well, you know, businesses have to pay for them to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, that it comes hand in hand. Uh, you've seen a ton of guys get on Cameo. Um, there's that video game platform, uh, Yoki, that a lot of folks are getting in. Um, you know, I saw Bully, maybe Will Levis. Uh, hopped The Barstool thing. Yeah, which nobody knows what the Barstool thing is. but um, I don't think they,
1: they do either. I think they're just signing a bunch of people up and see
0: and then, what yeah. they can do with it. Right, right. So, which could make
1: a lot of sense because say they sign somebody who becomes a star this year, like a quarterback who hasn't started yet, like Will Levis, who becomes yeah, a good quarterback. Yeah, a big deal, yeah. Yeah, and then you have them. Under, you know, your
0: umbrella, and then you can sell merchandise and make some money off so of it. So, here's something that I'm not looking forward to. Because he might have jumped the gun instead of being a KSR athlete. He's a Barstool athlete. But Will Levis's TikToks are riveting content. You can make some money off that. That His TikTok with John Young shooting a 77 got something like 2.5 million views on the KSR Facebook page. I mean, I that dude can... Do it as yeah, long as he can get somebody to do it. he's good, he's probably going to be a big star, I yeah. would imagine. And uh, that's another thing that the critics also say oh, they're just thinking about the eye, not the team. And it's like, you know, uh, they are going to be more successful financially if the team is more successful and if they individually are successful. You know, I don't want the autograph of the guy who's sitting on the bench. I want the autograph. I'll pay for the autograph or the picture uh, with the guy who scored the game when he touched down. So, you know, uh, I think a lot of this stuff, the very big skeptics, a lot of it, The if you're a big ca- capitalist, the market will figure it out. Water's going to find its level. Yeah, I mean, I think that
1: all of that gets back to just, we don't really know how it's all going to work, what businesses, what, whether they're going to profit, what's the best way to do that. I'm of the belief that social media is probably going to be for these individuals, probably their best and easiest way to profit. Mm-hmm. So I think we've been seeing athletes from uh, all different teams asking for Twitter followers, Instagram followers. Oh yeah. I think there's a reason for that. I think that's what the university are telling them, that probably the best way for you to do this is to market yourselves and you ha- you control your own kind of brand with with within social media. So we'll so we'll see all of that I as the season gets closer, I'm interested to see like Like, who's going to be the first one to have Wendell Robinson on a
0: commercial or something like that? right, right, Because he's –
1: I think he's the obvious guy.
0: Yeah, well, especially because he's the hometown guy. He's new, uh, and he already has, like, an established – Right, flashy name, got people know who he is because of the recruiting aspect. Really, I I wish I was better at graphic design. It'd be fun to be in the logo-making business. So, like, I saw Chris Vanini, who – he covers the G5 for The Athletic. He's, like – because a lot of people put out logos right now, and he just cut off WCW to make a CV. I'm interested in some of these logos. Like, Spencer Ratliff, Rattler has got a snake. Yeah, his is awesome. Wendell needs, like, a WD&R needs to be incorporated somehow. Mm-hmm. But, like, because, like, that's it's a cool name. It's, it's objectively cool. So, uh, and I'm also, I think it'll be fun when the high school guys get into it down the road, because mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And I don't think there's any... You know, high school kids—they can make money with side jobs. Um, I was—I was. I was were, did, you, did you cut grass back in the day? What was your summer job? Uh, like working up in the little league, uh, stuff like that. Did you do the,
1: the like working
0: around the world? Or were you up
1: Like, um, this wasn't really a summer job. at St. Rita Sundays—they the football games. Yeah. work yeah. the press conference, chain gang or press box, chain gang, PA announced. Chain gangs fun. Chain gang was fun.
0: Especially you get, like, someone to come over the That was on. the okay. greatest
1: job I've ever had. You got to do that on Sunday. You got to eat unlimited food from the concession Ooh, stand. Ooh, nice. You made, like, you know, 10 bucks a game or something. So, for, go home with $40, $50 bucks in your pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah. Refing like, that was a – I, I refed some uh, CSAA, which is the Catholic School League here basketball. The most intense games I ever called or officiated weren't, you know, middle school or any – it was third and fourth grade girls. I mean, those girls, they would – when the coach says, give me the ball, they would tackle them and go get the ball. And I'm like, I have to call a foul. Like, I do not – I want to do as little work as possible. And when your kid is just running around the court, not even attempting to dribble, I have to do something. And they would get so mad. I mean, I, I, St. Andrew versus St. Nick, I mean, you would have thought it was going to be a war in the stands every time we <laughs> blow our whistle. So, um but, yeah, those are, those are good jobs. I always wanted to be cool enough to be a lifeguard. I thought that was a sweet gig because, let's be honest, they didn't really do much. They just farted. Like, the guys would just fart with the girls half the time. You just blew your whistle and told kids not to run. Or the sunblock on your nose. Yeah, Well, and also, they get breaks pretty often. I felt like whenever I went to a public pool, which, you know, it wasn't a ton, but it was enough. Uh, every time I went to a public pool, it felt like, Oh, God, they're on another break again, and you'd have to do the 15- to 30-minute break or whatever yeah. every two or three hours. Such a sweet gig. And as a certified lifeguard, you get paid well. No nights either. Yeah, so that's the that's the sweet life right now. I know uh, uh, in the Kroger hometown pickup tour that KSR is doing, Jackson Smith, he's an HVAC guy in the summer. A
1: little bit more difficult job. Yeah, just a tad,
0: I would say. <laughs> Well, especially in the summer
1: because when people, their AC are out, oh, they
0: are mad. Yeah. And, like, if you got to get in a crawl space or something, like, oh, God, that just sounds sounds miserable. We are in the middle of the dog days of summer. I walked, stepped outside and it felt like Florida today. But we did. We have gotten some good sports lately, Look, it. Um Did you – what did you think about your guy Bryson in the match?
1: To be honest, Nick, I didn't watch it last night. I was on you the I was on the KSR news desk, had some stuff going on. Just got my Phil Steele, oh. so I didn't tune in. Oh, I like that you're using Phil Steele as your excuse <laughs> to avoid. I did see
0: he won this morning. He won, but he re- it was really a bad look for him. He was he came off as dorky as you would imagine. <laughs> well, yeah. he is Bryson. Yeah, I mean Bryson's gonna Bryson. I think this was a uh, an attempt to you know for his brain for his nil. You know, he wanted to show some more personality, and like, dude could not just like take some shots with the boys. He 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 would not be a big locker room guy. Like he's not going to Hooters with the fellas. Like D book. <laughs> no, no, he is he is not. Uh, he's not buying around the wings. You know, he's not uh, whipping the towel in the locker room or anything. Like he's a he's a dork who doesn't know how to like. Uh, the way TJ put it today, it was like the guy who doesn't know how to do comebacks and just gets real mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, that's Bryson. That was perfect. Because Phil, they had the long drive competition, and Phil would hit the fairways, and Bryson would just smoke it into the rough and, like, pull it. And he's like, man, getting out driven by a 51-year-old. And Bryson just, you know. Huh. It's great. Great stuff. High-quality television. Uh, did you know, it that we are, I think, only 60 days Give or take, away from the start. Of Fifty-nine the as of this recording. Fifty-nine days away from the start of the Kentucky football season. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. Two months, man. We've uh, we've got more preseason magazines. I dove a little bit deeper into the pro football focus. I've been reading that one too. Preseason magazine. Uh, how how deep did you get into Phil Steele's? Uh, just I just kind of flipped through the pages, kind of thing. Didn't really read anything, but did was he bullish on Kentucky? At all. Or first
1: thing I do is, like –
0: I, fl- I always check the all-SEC teams. See, I go to the SEC page first.
1: It wasn't that. It was I like to see where he picked Kentucky to finish in the East. And? It's third? Th- third.
0: Okay. All right. He's not drinking because the Missouri he puts them,
1: he puts them in order. So, if – Yeah. George but, will go first, and then – It's not alphabetical like other places. Yes, correct. And so, he had Kentucky third.
0: Which I like, because it's easier just like, oh, these are the bad teams. Which
1: is kind of the question going to Hoover. It's like, who – Georgia and Florida are the top tier there in the east. And then who's kind of your second tier? Are you taking Kentucky or Missouri? Mm-hmm. Like I think
0: that's going to be probably a real close vote. And I think everybody kind of agrees that the rest are just the bottom of the barrel. Like it's kind of right. a, I think Tennessee will just get the well, vote Tennessee and
1: South Carolina are together and then Vandy's another way like, down.
0: Like they're all the way down. But, but you're really splitting hairs. But they're really
1: – they're definitely lower than Kentucky and Missouri.
0: Yeah, 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 without a doubt. And I think ultimately Tennessee will just, as much as the media loves South Carolina, you can say, oh, well, you know, Josh Heupel, that offense might beat some teams surprisingly, you know, which I yeah, I can see. Uh, I do like that you were already tweeting about all SEC teams. I did. I did start to do my re- my write-throughs going through the PFF preview. So the one big takeaway I had from PFF, I, I, I'll, I'll actually say two. So the first one – is probably the – I don't think it's – it's not a surprise to me, but that Yusuf Corker is their highest-rated defensive player. I think it's it, – it checks out for me, uh, especially in the way they put it too, how he improved in his run coverage last year. But they said he's at worst the third best safety in the Southeastern Conference. Right. So, I, I hope I, – I think he's going to get slept on by a lot, but it's good to see that at least the folks who are doing the, their homework – are recognizing his talent. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy, I think, safety
1: is not – I don't think it's a super deep position in the league this year. But he should not be any less than second team. I think their argument is there for him to be a first-team All-SEC guy. Um, he's really good. He's going to be NFL draft picked. I think there's some positions that there are hard, that's going to be hard – to fill out, like, cornerback is – like, Kentucky doesn't have any of these guys, but you look at cornerback in the league, it's stacked this year. On the offensive line, like, Darian Kennard should be an automatic tackle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, it,
0: I mean, he's automatic all-American. Like, he should be
1: uni- – all right, he should be unanimous when they go down there. Um, I think Matt Corral is the guy. I mean, I, there's going to be some JT Daniels buzz, I feel like, but I don't see how you can go away from him. And then at running back, there's a little bit more competition. But you, you mentioned the PFF thing. They are really high on Chris Rodriguez as well. Mm-hmm. He's got like a 90-something rushing grade. And he should be first team all SEC, but we're going to go down there and he's not going to be. He's probably going to be 13.
0: Yeah, behind a, like, seventh-year senior at Alabama and uh, what, Tank? Tank – like, it should be him and Tank Bixby, I think, first team. But they're going to put that Alabama guy in there because it's Alabama. He's going to probably gonna get some yards. Well, you're going to have Zamir White from Georgia. He's going to get love. Here's my question to you, like it. How much hype are we going to get from Bryce Young? Your boy, who was going to be over Mac Jones last year, that's like one of the only lucky predictions I think it hasn't come true. That maybe we're just going to be
1: a year late on it. <laughs> I do, like they don't they don't have the receipt. Like they have talent, obviously receiver, but it's not what they had last. year. It's not year. a bunch of first round. But they still got freaks, and their offensive line is still going to be really good. New offensive coordinator who was an NFL head coach and GM last year, mm-hmm. and Bill O'Brien. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm high on Bryce Young. I think he's going to be really good. I, I'm a little worried that you know. New offense, O'Brien calling plays,
0: which we saw that in the NFL didn't always go great. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, I'm actually kind of sad that he's gone because he was such an e- – and the thing was is there wasn't anything that I particularly disliked about him. And he was able to hang around for a long time. He took him to the playoffs a bunch. But he really was like another Jeff Fisher where yeah, just good enough to put him over the top. But whenever he became GM and then just immediately traded Hopkins, it was like, dude, you doofus. for for David Johnson. Last time I was
1: out in Vegas, it was um the year Kentucky had went the year the year before the NCAA tournament was no the year the NCAA tournament was canceled. It was just earlier in the season, so it was when they played Ohio State. It was early in the year; they were struggling. They just lost to Evansville. They played Utah Utah game and freaking won. They lost to Ohio State. So we were out there for that. But that at that time in the calendar, it's. NFL games are on Saturday, so you get a couple NFL games. Uh-huh. The first game was Houston Texans at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so everybody in that—I'm hanging in the sports book—and everybody bet like Buccaneers plus plus six. Uh-huh. And uh, like I think the, how the game went, um, they had a cha- The Texans had a chance to run out the clock or something.
0: And oh O'Brien God. caught a
1: pass play, and it was intercepted or something happened.
0: <laughs> and everybody with
1: his book was just started cheering because they had the buck, so they had a chance to cover. And everybody was, Bill O'Brien, you idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. And you know what? Maybe that um, – you know, Alabama with Saban, it's impressive how he's been able to uh, keep the boat afloat despite the massive turnovers with his assistant coaches. It would be hilarious if Bill O'Brien is what sank the ship. <laughs> like if he was, uh, all right. We finally, we finally found one that didn't work out in our coaching rehab well, program. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he rehab Penn State. He did fine there. So, uh, I, I think we're gonna get a little bit of that talk down at Media Days, which is, uh, we're gonna do one more podcast, and then Luckett and uh, Freddie and I will be down there for the week. We have still got to get confirmation from the league offices there. You know what? COVID has made them move slower. Uh, it was – we talked about that quite a bit last year. And when I say we talked about it, does it mean I was very mad about it all last summer, how long they took to do anything. But you know what? It worked out for the best then. I'm sure it will work out for the best now. Um, but I, I'm i curious, like you finally got your Phil Steel. Did you have to – how many hoops were you – did you jump through to get this? Because I, I still haven't gotten my Phil Steele yet. I've got to make it happen.
1: I went to a couple stores in Florida – didn't find it, but then I went to Barnes and Noble, Hurstborn, Oh, yesterday. Oh gosh. There were only f- they only had four left.
0: Wow. So High I demand. feel like
1: we've helped sell some of these barns. Phil. Phil, come Stills. on,
0: we we give us some nil back. Come and on, then, Phil.
1: As I picked it up, lady that worked there, she was like, "Man, those are selling really fast." Is that <laughs> like a thing? I was like, "Yeah, yeah these are big <laughs> ticket items." I'm glad I got in here oh, before before great. y'all sold out.
0: Uh, There was one other thing I wanted to mention about PFF, and I wrote about it a little bit. It was one of those things that it felt like a lot, but my brain, you know, sometimes the the synapses aren't clicking the way – they aren't firing the way you want. But some of the stats that they can pull are impressive. And I just – I thought it was remarkable that – so 20% of Wondell Robinson's catches, he breaks tackles. 20% 20% of his receptions, he's breaking at least one tackle. And on all of the routes he ran at Nebraska, I think he caught 57 underneath out of 91 passes. So, uh, look, you do the math there. That's about two-thirds yeah. of his catches were underneath. I know that we're going to get, just by the nature of the play-action pass, we're going to get some scenarios where he hits some shots. But Windale is similar. Like that, that clearly illustrates that Wyndale is similar to Limbo. Not necessarily a big home run hitter, but makes guys miss, miss and moves the chain. Your traditional shifty slot receiver. Yeah. So, between that and then Wandale talking recently uh, with Curtis Birch, who got married, shout out to Curtis, uh, for, for tying the knot over the weekend. Uh, he told him on that behind the Kentucky football podcast, you know, like I'm used to being in the slot, but when we go 12 personnel, you know, there's a lot of stuff I can do outside as well. So, I think for the most part, like, Kentucky's passing game, I don't want to say dink and dunk uh, necessarily, but I think they're still going to make a lot of their money underneath to set up those shots where a lot of those shots are just going to come from the play action. It's going to be a
1: big horizontal base passing game. Um, stretching the field vertically down the seams, I think, is what you're going to see the tight ends and stuff um, get involved. But we talked about this on the radio show, which I had a chance to be on yeah. Tuesday. Good job, buddy. I just don't know if it's on the roster. Like that big X or burner Z yeah. receiver that can get deep and, you know, you can throw goes and post to. It. I just don't know if it's on it. But what I, knew, what I do know is on the roster is that this play action and boot game is going to get the defense stretched one way and then coming back the other way, you can hit them with crossers, mm-hmm. um, whether it's in a shallow variety or more 15 to 18 um, yard variety. And I think that's an area where Wondell can uh, be used as a. You're gonna see jet motion.
0: You're gonna see bunch Man. formations. You're There's gonna nothing see like formations. That safety biting on that deep drag, and right. it's just like, well, foot race, <laughs> right? And you're gonna see uh, an outside zone
1: look to the right, but then Wandell's maybe gonna be in the slot to the right, but he's gonna slowly get lost in the wash and come out on the other end, and then you can maybe you can run a wheel off that, or you can you know just hit him on a hit him on a quick drag where he's got a lot of green grass in front of him, that's kind of how the offense is going to be. So when people talk about stretching the field vertically, all of that stuff I think is going to be based off that, that outside zone rush. And then it's going to be how they how Cohen puts his own like personal twist to scheme mm-hmm. up the passing game. I don't think we really know what it's going to look like. I'm just assuming it's going to be a lot of um, – a lot of it's going to be based off kind of the eye candy um, and looks and just kind of help it, hoping to confuse the defense to get – Somebody open. But you're look at, But if you're just looking at, like, a sideline check with me, all right, we got one-on-one here, we're going to go deep. I don't think there's going to be a lot of that.
0: Yeah, and there's guys that have that potential, uh, and you need to see them prove it. So, you know. Yeah, those
1: guys are – you usually find those guys on National Signing Day, Nick. So that's why a guy like Dan Key is so important.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's why a guy like I think Chris Lewis was such a big win. I think he could potentially be a guy like that where it's one on one, we're just going to throw him a back shoulder fade, and he's going to beat his guy for a 19yard game and you can do that consistently throughout a game and through a season and that's why I think Key is such a big recruitment because those guys like football's gotten to a point I, I believe that these re- these big outside receivers you usually know thanks to all the seven on seven. Um, and how everybody's throwing the ball now in the high school ranks. You usually know. So, that's why recruiting that position and winning on National Signing Day, that's why you have to do it.
0: Yeah, and I know that Kentucky is, you know, we'll get into recruiting a little bit later. Things have slowed down some because, you know, it's a dead period. Mm-hmm. Coaches are – most of them are on vacation, if you listen to them on well, KSR this Well, fourth, fourth of
1: July has become like the unofficial signing day. It's like the biggest day in recruiting, our biggest weekend in recruiting yeah. outside of – When we get close to signing, ain't a lot of guys committed. uh, And not a lot of great news here lately for Kentucky.
0: No, no. Um, And the – well, not the great news too, but – actually, we'll we'll just go ahead and get to it. There was two guys at Kentucky, they had hats on the table. uh, And we – Brad White – had Kentucky fishing in Pennsylvania for a couple of guys that could play edge. Keon Wiley and Tyrese Fearbury, they both took official visits to Lexington in the month of June, but ultimately said, eh, I'm out. Uh, so without them, kind of a bummer, because especially a guy like Fearbury who could uh, be a big player. But I, look at, I. do we expect Kentucky to successfully recruit against Penn State in Pennsylvania? I don't.
1: It's going to be hard to do that. Um, Penn State's really on – they're probably the hottest team
0: in Man, recruiting right now. they got a four-star running back. I think uh, – who they, else did they get recently?
1: They, well, they got Drew Lahr, who the quarterback in yeah, Kentucky uh-huh. recruited for a while, who really performed well at Elite 11. They've got a receiver out of Columbus that's like a top 100 recruit. And then everybody else is in Pennsylvania. Like, they're really cleaning up at home. And they've got – like, they're ranked number two in the country right now. But it's really – it'll probably be like a top 10 class, 10, 11, 12 which for them was pretty good. Um, that's about as good as you can hope for at Penn State. Especially
0: so. now that, like – I mean, at least Cohen, we know he can evaluate stuff because he tried to get on the drill or sweepstakes, but it was a little late to the game. Yeah, everybody uh, kind of jumped on that at the same time, it felt like. And out at the opening, he was one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks uh, out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think him and Ewers uh, from Ohio State, which – Folks, is his name Quinn? Yeah. Ewers, E-W-E-R-S. probably it's pronounced Ewers. Google his name right now. Stop what you are doing. Talking about the haircut? Oh, God. Yeah. It is um, the mulletiest mullet that's ever mulleted. It's blonde, too. And not just, it looks like he puts highlights in it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Tanny from uh, South Carolina back in the 90s. I mean, it is a wild mullet. And he's, he's the number one guy in the country. But Alar is, uh, many things, the second best behind and him. And he's
1: got a perfect rating. He's number one overall recruit in every recruiting service. And that's only happened a few times in the internet era.
0: Bryce Young was close, right? Trevor Lawrence was close.
1: One like one service had hit. Justin Fields as number one overall. Um, I think I read Vince Young did it and there's a couple others but it doesn't happen very often.
0: For quarterbacks are the top guys mm-hmm. cuz I think Young was it for a little while and they might have got leap fraud. in the same classes as that Clemson in Bryce Breeze uh Ron Brzee. Yeah. Breezy, Breezy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that dude he's a freak. Yeah. Oh my god. He was he was a badass as a freshman. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: he'll probably be an All-American this year. Um, but yeah, I mean Clemson's quarterback commit in the class, K. Klubnik, who's out of Austin. He actually won the lead eleven over yours. He did, okay. and he beat yours
0: last year in the state championship. So there's uh, kind of there's a little rivalry going on right there. That's they're from Texas too, right? Well, mm-hmm. Texas high school football rivalry. Man, that stuff's got to be crazy down there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, Texas still stinks. Texas not back. <laughs> still not back. We're still waiting for them to be back.
1: Uh, oh gosh. But back to just the recruiting thing. We. You lose Fearbury and Wiley to Penn State on July fourth, which mm-hmm. was expected. But Chris Parson is probably their top quarterback target, I think, in twenty twenty three class. He announced last night Tuesday night or when I'll get my days mixed up. I'll yeah, come the back from a vacation. July, yeah. yeah. Two or come back from a little vacation. Tuesday night is really what vacation I was working, just one weekend trip. Uh Tuesday night he announced the top eight and Kentucky was included in that top eight, expected. Mm-hmm. Um but they've uh, the the thought has been they, they trail Florida State right now. Yeah. There's some ground to make up. Well, he announced that he's going to be committing on July 22nd, which is his birthday, which is a couple of weeks away. And that doesn't seem great. I mean, we'll see. But all things signs kind of point to Florida State kind of being the leader. He said,
0: told, us, told KSR that he grew up a Florida State fan. Yeah. And they were – I mean, treating him like a god. They yep. were giving him a round of applause when he got off the golf cart. It was, it, it was kind of yep. lame. So
1: that's not what you wanted to see there.
0: No, no. And you didn't want to see Kobe Albert, mm-hmm. who Kentucky, they felt really good about where they stood with him uh, in the month of June. He came up visited. They offered the quarterback to his team. They offered uh, a defensive lineman on his team that camped there. Um, but he, I think you said that he cut his list to three and Kentucky wasn't even on it. Took
1: three official visits in June, Maryland, Michigan, Auburn. That was his top three. Mm. I wonder if there's maybe some reluctance over there that they didn't go ahead and do an official visit with him in June.
0: Yeah, yeah, there could be. But uh, on the flip side, I think that's – I don't want to say – you know, it narrows the field of what – because they're going to take another receiver, maybe two, uh, outside of Dane Key. If they do, if they are able to land Dinky, uh, Brandon White is one of them, and Jeremiah Dillon's one of them. So Dylan is another one of those deep South wide receivers, and he's a guy who's a good enough athlete that you know he could even. And be he's got s- more guy. size
1: mm-hmm. than Brandon White, and the other one from Mississippi, who's his high school teammate. Um, what's his? name? Oh God, I can't think of that guy's
0: name either. Because there's three of them. My internet's going. White, on White though was a he was probably the fastest guy we saw camp. Yeah, UK. He was the little dude who I was like, God, who is that guy? Jordan Anthony, I think, is the other guy's name. Yes, good call. Um, but White is uh, – I mean, he's only like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah, uh, out of Moeller. Yeah, out of Cincinnati Moeller. Kentucky's recruited well out of there. Josh Caddis in this class, Carrington Valentine. Uh, Brendan Bates. Brendan Bates, yeah. So, I, I think that's a real possibility is like, hey, we just want to get a top-end speed guy. This guy's got it. Um, and I think Zach – Gagan might have published an article with White last night, so uh, that that could happen in the month of July. So there's some good news, and then the the other good news, which I don't know, uh, the days are running together. Were we talking bad news about Ryan Bear on the yes. podcast last week? It's well, kind of gone uh, <laughs> um, radio silence there for right now, except for Ryan Bear being like, yeah. I don't know who's making these predictions. So you're getting, I guess, it's good to hear that pushback. Uh, and I know UK has not conceded anything. Uh, we, all we know is July announcement at some point. At some point, so that's kind of out there. And look, what I found was weird. I was going through, so I I, I was I noticed that Vince mero is the fifth ranked recruiter mm-hmm. on twenty four seven Sports their uh, recruiter rankings. You know, they uh, they judge it based off of uh, you know just the players that you are the lead recruiter for. Uh, and you know, they can, they can kind of vary for a lot of this on like, who's the lead recruiter, but they do it, you know, it's, it's fun fodder. And like, I noticed that Vince is now the lead for the Wade twins, you know, like, so <laughs> like that's obviously going to help him out. some. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. But what I noticed in there is that at number 10 is a guy by the name of Steve
1: Klinkscale. And he got another commitment today Wednesday afternoon Miles Pollard so out of Nashville
0: Pollard did commit today committed today Okay he had a few same, same high school as Chris
1: Parson actually
0: I just kind of put that together huh put today. That, those two and two together but because Pollard was a guy that Kentucky was pretty good on in June yeah it seemed like the leader there
1: at some like in the spring I would say mm-hmm. you thought they were going to get him or had a really good shot. And Michigan was recruiting him at the time, too. Yeah,
0: they recruited him hard already. And I think Kentucky was the the second option. Clink goes to Michigan, kind of seals the deal. But the thing that's – so Clink's done a lot of work since he's gotten there, you know, in the month of June. Kentucky, I don't think they got one commitment in the month of June. Right? I was scrolling through those dates. Nick Hall was at the end of June. Okay, Nick Hall, yeah. So, really for the most part, they're kind of they laid their foundation, their groundwork. A lot of stuff was on twenty three, and now there's uh, almost a wait and see game where uh, they'll get they could get some guys out in July, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of them they're waiting for big fish and to get them on campus yeah. w- in the fall when the games are actually being played. One thing, Mill Wagner's been very quiet. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm very interested to see like how that is shaking out. Um, because Ohio State's loading up on commitments right now. And if they're out of it, that would leave, I, I would assume, Kentucky, Penn State, and Notre Dame. I think Kentucky would like their chances against those three for sure. So, he's one I think maybe we need to maybe keep our eyes open for. Her. Maybe that's maybe they have a better shot than we really thought. Because I always thought if you got once you got Keontae Goodwin, getting Wagner may, may be tough, then you wanted to get, you know, Ryan Bear, Dr. Richardson, someone of that level. But if you could team him, team Wagner with (laughs) – Bingham and Goodwin. Yeah, in this class, that makes your eyes pop a little bit.
0: You probably would – who are you kicking down the guard, right? Because you want them all out there, don't you? I think Bingham's a guard. Yeah. Even right now. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would be a hell of an offensive line class. Um, Because, yeah, you're right. Wagner has been quiet. And I haven't – I'm – I want to dig into the Ohio State side of things and see how they're feeling up there. Because I know they were feeling good there for some time. But now it's kind of like, well, Kentucky or Notre Dame, like I eh, haven't heard a whole lot. So Right. Um, and I think Penn State's probably an option there too. Yeah. And still haven't heard anything with the Tegger stuff either. Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's going to be that's a – That's
1: going to happen. have to happen very quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But Kentucky's sitting
1: at 11 verbals right now in the 2022 class. They, you would have to think, unless they just hit on all their top targets, they're going to want to leave some wiggle room for the portal. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at probably 19 guys or so. So there's really eight, nine spots left maybe in this class. Dan Key has one of those spots waiting on him. Um, if you can get Ryan Baer, Emil Wagner, all those guys are going to have spots waiting on them. And then it's just kind of filling out how it's going to be. Like, is Jawan Northington? Is that, how long is that offer going to be on the table for him? Right. Because right. they're, not, they're not really – hurting to have a running back in this class?
0: Yeah, I and mean, I think if they had got one, he'd be the only one.
1: Caleb Perry out of Georgetown is, I think, a guy – he was a really good looking athlete when I went up there to camp. I think he's a the guy they're probably going to want. Um, mm-hmm. So, he he's up there on the board. So, it's really just kind of figuring out the spots where, where you want to hit. Um, obviously, they need to address a receiver and offensive line in this class. are two big positions. Defensive line, I think, is another position they probably need to address. So, how do they go about doing that? So, really, now they've got the core. I think it's just how how you're filling out those
0: last few spots because there's really only, you know, a little more than a handful of them right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because the portal has been nice to them. Uh, as we're talking right now, Dare Rosenthal has not popped out of the portal into Lexington. Uh, actually, heard that he's coming to Kentucky this week, though. So, you would think that – um the t's should be dotted, and the i's should be crossed before too long. I feel like that pretty confident that's gonna happen like
1: let's just uh, assume it happens for right now like do you think Kennard's going back to right? you think he's staying at left? How do you think that shakes out? Uh, I don't know because that's my question because i I thought the cell was for Kennard was to play left,
0: right, right, I think they would ultimately keep they would i think they would be quicker to pacify Kennard because he's put in the work uh but the, he's also
1: a very team guy, like when he announced he came back, it was very much team i mean it was in the it was an individual decision, but
0: right, 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 it was team center too, I guess you could say, yeah I well no i I do know that just showing some of the. Footage of games, that, some of the stuff you've been tweeting out of, of Dare's film. Fun to watch him block Jockwes Jones. Like he's like, oh, yeah, oh, they're they're gonna be teammates now. That's gonna happen in practice. But that play in that Florida game to free up the Johnson kid to make that throw.
1: Yeah, that'll make you sit up in your seat. That, <laughs> I mean, he blocked two guys at once to set up a. It was big a play diving block too. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hit that play, they lose that game.
0: Man, have you seen uh, Brad Johnson doing the TikTok? with the Was it Big Game kid? Brad or whatever? Yeah. And he also has, like, a Twitter handle that's, like, Brad J mm-hmm. with, like, 17 numbers. Yeah. Real weird Twitter handle.
1: His son is, like, the number one tight end. He's committed to LSU, too. Okay. In the 2022 class. Where did Brad go to school? I should know this. It wasn't
0: – I should know this. I think I looked it up the other day, too. Just for, for funsies? I don't know how good his kid is at quarterback. He can play. I'm mean, yeah.
1: That LSU. I'm interested to see how that shakes out. Their whole quarterback situation. I'm looking up Brad Johnson Wikipedia. Here we go. Born in 1968, September. Florida State. I knew that. He went to Florida yeah, State. Why
0: didn't you know that like What the hell's wrong with you? 90,
1: 1992 draft. NFL draft. One in the ninth round. That was back when before Nine they had. Nine rounds. They used to have like 30 rounds where everybody would get drafted. <laughs> um, but back to the offensive line. Like So, Kennard and Rosenthal are the starters at tackle. I would assume that Bumps, um, Flax is your third tackle, and then Kennard could play right or left, mm-hmm. just a pin. Um, at guard, I would assume – like, part of me thinks Fortner's going to start at center. Yeah, I've heard of that. And so then at guard, I guess you would do – I've heard that's an option. Horsey left guard, and then what, what do you do at right guard? I mean, do you throw Dotson in there? Kind of what is your thing there. I, I'm, I'm just very interested to see how that shakes out. Quentin Wilson graded out well when he played guard last year. He could play there. Does Jagger Burton fit into that at all? Is a guy like Eli Cox ready to step up and make some noise? So, I'm very interested to see because it's that the Rosenthal, it still doesn't answer, like, what is that guard center guard going to look like? Right. I think Horsey is a lock probably to start at left. Yeah. But how does so center too. and right
0: guard shake out? Yeah, how much do- – Dotson play because, you know, he, he was definitely a classic Sharman mauler. Dotson, you know? Dotson is awesome in the
1: run game. He's yeah. an NFL-level offensive guard. <laughs> He's been running that that, that wing team, man, that, that Belgrade wing team. But the pass pro is
0: rough. Dude, you got to – Austin Dodson but, does not let defenders come to him. But he if, attacks defenders. But if he's telling him to get in a set and pass block, but this psh, is not hyper. This
1: isn't hyperbole. If he fixes the pass protection, if he becomes an average SEC lineman in pass protection, like he's got all SEC potential because yeah, I mean, he well, is. He's a,
0: also like six five too. He's enormous. Yeah,
1: he just destroys people in the run game. Like him and Kennard when they were in together on that right side, <laughs> would just they were destroying
0: dudes. Last oh, year, man. Um, man, it was good hearing from Benny. Good seeing Benny back around town. I it'd be it'd be nice if he could. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if he make a month out of it, but you know, a couple of weeks out of every summer where Benny's just back hanging around town, doing his stuff, saying hey, signing autographs. Do you remember when the the two
1: key stuff stuff happened where two keys closed and Benny Snell said
0: he was ready to save it?
1: I want yeah. Can we have Snells Snell keys? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he might need man. to get
1: to the second contract before he does that. That would be my advice, too.
0: Man, there, there is something, too, that, like, I think as this stuff blows up more, you know, I don't know what his NFL future holds for him, but that dude needs to be around Waxman more because, I mean, not only is he just a blood character, I mean, he is the school's all-time freaking leading rusher, you know, like but that. His
1: touchdown record is going to be pretty daggum hard to beat. Like, I think
0: Chris Rodriguez – He's got a shot at Mo Williams' record this year. Yeah, for yards. Touchdowns, though. But he get Yeah, no, Benny was get, getting three and four a game. Mm-hmm. He had f- – his first game as a true freshman, he had four touchdowns. Yeah. It his, was New Mexico State, mm-hmm. but still, he did that three times.
1: Like, his career was like – it was like 11, 19, 26.
0: <laughs> well, crazy. His touchdowns. Because he just like couldn't that. stop him inside. Yeah. Oh, man, absolutely nuts. Uh, but, man – I'm trying to think like it because it has been a little bit slower on the football end of things. Is there anything we haven't touched on? Haven't touched? No, this is just this is just kind of the the point in the calendar
1: we're at. It's kind of a little settling down, but we've got recruiting still. Some announcements going to come, but we're all just waiting now for the for practice to start. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll have to talk in the season, um, get rolling. We'll get some quotes. But, really, that's where we're at right now. It's July It's July 7th today. 7-7. Seven, seven. So, we're two weeks away from media days. Two Man. two weeks we'll be listening two. to Nick Saban.
0: Yeah. Bama Day's Wednesday. Kentucky Day's Tuesday, correct? I believe so. Man, I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's
1: good to see you, too. Like, the, we were – I know we were – Well, you're going to get to see my face the whole week in a couple of weeks. I'm so, then be you'll, you'll be sick. sick of me by then.
0: I'm bringing my golf clubs. Are you? Yeah. Just, you know, might want to think about it. I might have to throw mine in, the, in the car. Maybe we get in, uh, get in nine for you know. Oh, I got a few hours. want to. Man, I suck at golf, though. Who am I kidding? <laughs> hey, man, it's
1: all about it's all about the experience.
0: Yeah, uh, is is the experience what you call the Bud Lights? Do they have a top <laughs> golf in Birmingham? <laughs> Well, if they want to see the light of day, they don't because Godzilla light. Do, we, do we go to Jim and Nick's? Is Jim and Nick's worth going to? Dude, Jim and Nick's is right next to the hotel. It's walking distance. There we go. You see, they have the white sauce down there. Is it good, Jim and Nick's? you never had Jim and Nick's? No. See, my dad's name is Jim, so we go to Jim and Nick's oh, there you all go. the freaking time. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Okay. It's great. And they sell beer there. You know, it's not like you're, uh, you know. Too high flutin' or anything for you, you know? It's like it's Mark's Mark's Feast
1: store set up where you can go yeah. in there and sit down and eat. Yeah, yeah. Have a waiter. It's,
0: it's a little more fast cat. It's casual. It's not like fast food barbecue, you know. Right.
1: It's not. So, do you have a waiter? You're at a table. Have a waiter. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The yeah. last time I was down there, we were uh, with Kyle Tucker and some other UK local people, and that was when he was SEC country. Oh yeah. And there was a damn army of SEC country people that showed up, and we had a we had a good old time. Good old time. So. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, stay cool out there, though, folks. It's very hot, very humid. Don't get sunburned. Good burnt. time to
1: have a pool. If, if there's only worth having a pool, Kentucky, like a few weeks out of the year. This is the time to have it um, if you had
0: it. We got a baby pool, man. And you got to put more hose water in it just to like. Keep it cool. Cool down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it gets it's hot like quick. It's real hot, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're staying cool, uh, enjoying. Oh, there's actually a, a football game going on. I've been watching some of that, too. like it, The Euros? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, they're going to penalty kicks. It's fun. I'll throw it, – because it happens during the day for the yeah. most part. I just daytime throw while I'm working. Uh, the, if the pandemic taught me anything, daytime sports. Gra- I, I'm, I'm just going to be sucked in. Next week we'll have British Open picks. Oh, I need them, too. Because it's the fourth major. I could win the big pool, the year-end pool. So, like it, don't let me down.
1: No pressure. Starting the research right now. They uh, had the uh, – the Irish open last weekend. They've got the Scottish open, which is kind of the second big one. And Mm -hmm. then next week is the big one.
0: Next weekend is just
1: the open, the open. (laughs) I still call it the British open.
0: Well, we still thank all of y'all for listening to us talk a little ball. Uh, we got some more fun stuff coming up. You know, we were cooking up some good stuff today and, uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy a ton of it. And, uh, we enjoy you all listening. Two eleven personnel. Thanks to Beeler over here at the Beachmont Barbershop for letting us kick it in the AC. It's a little bit cooler in here. i we we were before. Uh, I'm still sweating, so I think you all get a kick out of that. It's one of the, <laughs> I, like it, like let's be honest. That, that that's one of those things I never envisioned myself doing. No, I I thought I was. <laughs>
1: I, I I didn't know where I thought I was what, like info we were recording an infomercial. Oh or something.
0: man, it, it's it's gonna be good. So uh, stay tuned for more of that next week. Join body, us. Again. I thought I was in a body shaped medical cart. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't know what was going on. Uh, we'll be back with more Eleven Personnel. Until then, go Cats and go Kroger.